My name is Anna Marie Boyd, and you are listening to Moved by Grace Counseling Radio, Season 2. I am so honored and humbled to introduce our first guest of Season 2, Miss Lita Stevens. Lita is a certified life and success coach. She is certified in NLP, EFT, and time techniques as a practitioner and clinical hypnotherapist. Lita is also a yoga instructor and certified personal trainer. She fuses movement, mindset, and breath to help her clients elevate and align every area of their life. She works with millennial women, supporting them to live an unapologetic, authentic life that sets their souls on fire. I love that, sets their souls on fire. So without further ado, we're going to jump straight into the interview with Miss Lita Stevens. Hi, Lita. So first of all, I am just so excited and honored to have you here. And so just as an elevator pitch, I am so curious, do you mind sharing a little bit about your areas of expertise and what it is that you do? I do a lot. It's actually a joke from some of my friends that, you know, know me and know what I'm passionate about. It's just like how many certifications I actually have. They're like, are you done yet? Like, will you ever? And then I'm a lifelong student. And I think that's why I do have so many um, credentials, but I started actually as a yoga instructor. So I am a certified yoga instructor and that kind of led me on a spiritual path. It got me into really like mindset work. So I am now certified as a life and success coach, a NLP or neuro-linguistic programming practitioner. I am certified in hypnotherapy time techniques and EFT, which is emotional freedom technique, also known as tapping. So if anyone's heard of tapping, that is EFT. And um, actually my most recent certification is as a personal trainer. So I am really, really big on the mind-body connection and how that helps us as like conscious spiritual beings really like live our human life because our humanness is just equally important as you know the divinity of our consciousness in my eyes well that is absolutely incredible to hear about all of your different certifications and I guess I'm curious and maybe this is another question for further down the line in this interview but if a client comes to you how do you decide what therapy to use with them that's a juicy question so each client it's really about building a trust and rapport and I try to start off from the jump of like inviting them into a space of just radical responsibility for themselves and their emotions and creating a space of trust so that they feel safe enough to share with me where they're really at and once I understand where they're at and what they're you know, confronting and, you know, their internal battles, then I can really decide. And oftentimes I will almost always start with a combination of something that is like breath work. I'll assign them, you know, some deeper breathing and, um, it's frequently NLP and 
NLP has a very bad rap just because, you know, it has been kind of like debunked as a pseudoscience, but I think what I received most out of my NLP certification was the understanding of how important language is to our subconscious mind. And so I will offer NLP as a way to introduce new language instead of saying I'm sick, Mm. I'm in a state of recovery, I am healing, right? So instead of just constantly affirming where we're at, especially if it's a place where they don't want to be, giving them a reframe of, you know, you're actually conditioning yourself to that state by affirming it so often. Wow. And we can start to shift that internal state and even how we're feeling just by changing some of our speech patterns. And so that's usually where I start. And from there, I can get an idea of, okay, is it more of an energetic? Is it more of a physical, a spiritual, a mental, or is it really an emotional, you know, issue that we are coming up against? And then I can decide, okay, well, then what modality may be best with this issue that's, you know, come up to the surface today? Wow. So it, it sounds like you give your clients their own autonomy to have their own language and say like, hey, this is what's rooted within you as a part of your identity and this is how we can reframe this. Did I get that right? Absolutely. And I love that you said autonomy because that is something that I, I really invite my clients to take immediately. I'm always like, this is your path. This is your, even your journey with me, right? Like I am not the one on a pedestal. If anyone is on a pedestal in this, you know, in this relationship, it's you. So if a language, even if a pattern of speech that I'm offering doesn't feel good, well, what does? Mm. Is there another way or is there another wording or another phrase that feels more aligned that you would own, that you would autonomously choose, right? Like I really invite sovereignty into the relationship and say, you are your being, you, you are the one with the answer. I'm simply here to be a guide to help you find the way. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm so inspired just talking to you. And now I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, what, what identities do I want to develop for myself? Like what would feel good? Yeah. And so it's just, it's really cool to hear your approach and how you meet clients where they're at. And then also give them, it almost feels like permission to redefine their identity, which is like, so cool (laughs) yes it's a permission slip and I another thing I usually offer is that like I don't have to be the one to give you that permission Mm. like because you are autonomous because you are sovereign you get to choose and you can sign your permission slip whenever you want so sometimes I'll even have clients write like this thing that they're scared to do or scared to like own that they are right the identity that they were afraid to step into like write yourself a permission slip, you know, sign it yourself, right? Like let yourself have it. You're allowed, you're allowed, you're allowed. Oh, that's so cool. I love, I love just the visual of the permission slip. That's, that's a really powerful object. Um, I am so curious, just like in a nutshell or like an elevator pitch, what, and this might be a, a larger question, but what led you to this line of work? Ooh, so I started a fitness journey in 2013 Mm -hmm. that really had me, you know, looking back, hindsight is always 2020. I had initially jumped into this 
industry of fitness, you know, thinking that I was going in to, you know, create my best self. And I was doing that by um, changing the way that my body looked, which was something I had full, you know, control over, right? It was something that was a controllable stimulus. And, you know, I could control how much cardio I did, how much weight I lifted, you know, what I ate, how much water I drank, and I, I had full control. And I found yoga about four years into my fitness journey, and I realized that on my mat, I was so much more in sync, and I was so much more empathic and compassionate for my body and what it was doing and how it was moving. And I was so much more aware of the thoughts that I had that I realized like, oh, I think I've spent the last four years using fitness as a band-aid instead of focusing on this root cause of this like self-hate and low self-esteem and not having a lot of self-worth. And I was looking for external validation by controlling my body and making it look to be, you know, American like fitness standards of like receiving like, oh, your abs look great. Right, like I was receiving compliments, I was receiving external validation, and I was using that in place of having self-worth or self-esteem. And the recognition that it was coming from a place of not self, right, was coming from outside of me. I saw that on the mat. And there was a relationship in yoga that taught me that, you know, iron sharpens iron. So when I was working on my body, I was strengthening my mindset and I was understanding my identity and I was becoming more me. And then I was able to take that off of the mat and apply it to different areas of my life. And I realized that like, even as a yoga instructor, I would not be able to have the width, the breadth, the depth of impact because I can't guarantee that the 20 people I want to touch are going to be the 20 people that are in the room with me for a one hour class, right? That are there for, you know, the one hour yoga workout. And I was like, how could I make my understanding of what I do and how the body affects our spiritual journey, how it affects our emotional journey, how it affects our mindset and vice versa, right? They're they're intrinsically linked. They are intertwined. So when you change one, your perception of the other will shift as well. And the only, you know, logical thought for me was like, what if I became a coach? And then, you know, the people didn't have to come into the yoga studio or they didn't have to work out with me to see these shifts that I saw. And I could offer it to them in a way where I could meet them where they were at. And I could show them that they were, you know, the sovereign, divine being that they are and they just have this human suit and you know all of the human emotions the anger the rage the sadness the low self-esteem like it's part of the human experience but you know here's what I've learned over seven years you know and I can offer this to you and hopefully help you on your journey and reach you know my point a to point b much quicker than I did wow I just want to thank you for, for your story. And also it was just, I was empathizing with you so much and I felt like it was so vulnerable to just say like, Hey, like I recognized over time, like this was a manifestation of 
my self-esteem of like all of these parts of me that I wanted to work on. And to just say that out loud just felt so empowering to hear you say that. And then to see where you're at and what you're doing for other people. So thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, I'm curious. So if we were going to dial this down a little bit and just say like, hey, somebody kind of resonates with something that you're sharing or wants to get started with this larger journey, like you mentioned, where would be like a starting place that you might recommend? Or um, do you have like, where would you guide us to start, I guess, if we were curious to, to pursue a journey like yours? I would highly recommend going inward as much possible. Mm. So when I say that, I mean, you know, taking some time out of your day and saying, I'm going to take these five minutes and I'm going to breathe. I'm just going to close my eyes. I'm going to be with my body. I'm going to breathe. And I'm just going to notice. I'm just going to observe what sensations are happening in my body. You know, do I feel open? Do I feel constriction? Is there a heaviness? What emotions am I holding in my body? Mm. You know, what thoughts are passing through my mind? And I would just be aware of that. And the heightened self-awareness will allow you to then see, you know, the patterns or proclivities that you have. Mm. And it's that awareness that allows us to find acceptance. Mm -hmm. And then we can, you know, choose a new pattern. Right, but we can't ever change something we aren't aware of. And, you know, sometimes that looks like for me, like going for a walk with like no headphones, Mm. right? Like (laughs) nothing coming in to distract me, right? Like literally just being outside with the sunshine, with the wind, you know, noticing, you know, oh, this dog's walking by, or oh, I can hear the rustle of the trees, right? Like allowing myself to just be present and um so to me breath is so healing and it's so powerful and again like it is an ability to have this internal relationship because you can shift your awareness inward and if you're focusing on your breath there is nowhere else to be than present Mm -hmm. because your inhales and exhales are happening in the present moment. So if you're really focusing on your breath and focusing on what your body's doing when you're breathing, you will be present and you will start to cultivate a deeper relationship with your body and a deeper awareness of your body. Wow, it sounds so foreign foreign thinking about like going for a walk without headphones. Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh, let me just be with myself. So yeah, thank you for that like really tangible tool. Um, And it's free. I think it's important to know that like Yes, there are definitely paid modalities like working mm. with a coach or a therapist and, mm. you know, the programs and the things. But a lot of what we can do to start, whether it's journaling or meditating or doing some breath work, even, you know, just if you don't have a yoga mat laying on your floor yeah. in Shavasana and just letting yourself be aware of your body, right? There are places to start that are free. Gosh, that's foreign too, <laughs> especially yeah, in our it, day and age. It? But it's like, I think a lot of us think that like we have to pay to really get the deep change. And in some cases it's true, mm-hmm. but sometimes like if we just want to start and sometimes the starting, like that's the hardest step to take. Yeah. 
but we kind of like think we have to go all the way or like go really really big which might mean spending a lot of money or signing up for like you know the one therapist that you have your yeah. eye on and you know, oh whatever that looks like but it, it can be free it really can like we can start with the small things yeah and the small things habitually done consistently and intentionally can create really massive change in the long term so you're saying we don't necessarily have to spend nine thousand dollars on a tony robbins like conference in order to facilitate some change in our lives absolutely (laughs) we don't have to you know like hit a home run first time out like let's take a few like baby steps first and check in let's cultivate that self-awareness first and then see where what we need because it might be the thing that you thought you needed isn't what you needed Oh. And maybe, maybe that self-awareness and that connection to your body, that connection to yourself that you're cultivating directs you in a different path. And that's wonderful. Oh gosh, like how we can redefine our identity and like a space to learn from ourselves. I feel like you've already given us so much in such a short period. I'm curious, where can people find you? Say they're interested in learning more from you. Um, you have a podcast as well. So just give us all the juicy details. Yeah, so my podcast can be found on Apple, Spotify, and also Amazon Music, pretty much anywhere you stream podcasts. It's called Life in Alignment, and you can find me on Instagram at Lita Alexandra or on TikTok at Life in Alignment, and I also have a website for, you know, other ways to work with me, whether those are, you know, just some training, some courses, or even inquiring for a one-to-one work. Well, thank you so much. I'll include all of that in the show notes as well. And my heart is just so full connecting with you, hearing from you, and I'm just super inspired. So thank you so much for your time and expertise. And um, I'm just feeling super grateful. So thank you for everything you've given us. You are radiating right now. Like your, your face is just beaming. So I fully receive that. It's been such an honor to not only be here, but to be invited in the first place. So thank you so much for having me. It was a joy to start my day with you, Anna. Oh, thank you so much. And that's going to wrap up episode one of season two. Always remember, we can give ourselves our own permission slip to live the life that we want and to have the identity that we desire to give us true joy, fulfillment, and happiness. So thank you so much, Lita, for providing that insight to us. Stay tuned next Monday. We are going to be learning from Mr. Joel Gluck, who founded this incredible approach to mental health and psychotherapy called Insight Improvisation, which marries drama therapy and mindfulness. It's really an incredible program. So stay tuned and I look forward to hearing from you then.